You're listening to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast, a comfy, cozy place for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. This is the place for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. And welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy. Here in episode 62, I'm going to chat with Dr. Shannon South on how to heal your way to success. Now on to our conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm joined today by Dr. Shannon South, and she's a therapist, author, and trainer. And today we're going to be talking about how to heal your way to success. Uh, But before we get into that topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I've been uh, noticing your podcast and listening to it, and I'm just thrilled to be able to share with such a beautiful group of people that you've gathered together here. So thank you. Um, Yeah, so I feel like Heal Your Way to Success captures kind of my journey and a lot of people that I've known um, in their lives. You know, when we have these things that get in our way, I know years ago in my 20s, I had panic disorder and depression and PTSD. And I went to see the psychiatrist and he said, yeah, you've got three diagnoses, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't sound good. But he gave me some medicine and I went home and took it and I was thrilled. I was like, great. I'm sleeping again. This is great. So years later, when I went to get my master's in counseling, I was like, I don't want to be on this medicine. I thought my throat is like, and I just feel like, just I didn't feel my best self, you know? And so I wanted to get out of this medicine. So I went to see this lady who taught meditation and I thought, oh, this will do it. Meditation, not medication. Right. So I, uh, I walked into her office and she hands me this candle. It was so funny. Cindy would laugh. She said, I want you to stare at this candle for 20 minutes and I'll be back. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. I'm here (laughs) paying you and you're going to make me stare at this stupid candle, but I did it. And so she comes back in 20 minutes, you know, and she goes, how did it go? So well, I don't know. I've never done this before. And she said, well, don't worry. Just go home and do that 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, and you'll be fine. It'll heal your nervous system. You'll be all good. And she goes, that'll be 65 bucks. (laughs) At the time, that was a lot of money, you know, and I was like, what? So I was really mad, but I went home, meditated. And one day I decided I wanted to get off my medication. Don't recommend this at home. I'm not recommending this to anyone because I think medications have a great place in the world. But I did it. I weaned myself off and I was staring at my candle. And all of a sudden, I just started feeling this panic symptoms come back. You know, the tightness in the chest, the shortness of breath. And I was just devastated. And I thought, I just screamed out, if there's anything out there, please help me. I just, I've done everything I know to do. Do you know what I mean? I can't Mm -hmm. do this anymore. And I think something in me just let go at that moment because I felt this wave of like just peace and love just kind of fill me up. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? And I never had a panic attack again. Now, years later, when I got my doctorate in spiritual psychology, I found out that's called a peak experience and that's available to anyone. We all have are able to have like that constriction and then move into an expansion. And meditation is one route of how we can train our mind-body system to do that. So that's what got me into this heal your way to success because 
after that, my life began to be easier. I had more flow. I had everything was coming together more. And I, the things that I wanted to happen were happening more. And I wasn't having to fight these inner battles as much. We all have inner battles still, right? But when we have those inner battles, which you know is what I, I'll, we'll be talking about later, but I've come to call your subconscious survival traps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we get stuck in these inner battles and we can't get out. And then we, it's hard to have success and joy because we're just so wrapped up navigating our inner struggles. And so that's kind of how all this journey began for me. And I've just been thrilled to be able to work with clients and teach it for the last many years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a lot of our success does come from working on ourselves. It's not that we are just missing out or not finding the correct formula to success. I think a lot of it comes from working within and then success can come with that. I, I totally agree with you. I feel like when we do our inner work, the universe conspires in our favor. You know, that's one of the things I begin to see with clients is like the more they integrate their wholeness back that maybe have lost with trauma or drama or who knows what, right? It has gotten in their way and split them off from that kind of sense of themselves that's more powerful and loving and wise. Then they begin to feel more whole and the things, things become easier. Mm-hmm. They get that again, that flow state more, you know, is what I want to call it, where, where you just are not having to struggle so freaking hard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. What a relief, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think uh, when I think about that, I know that our world is so external. We hardly ever sit with ourselves or connect with ourselves. So I think, excuse me, I think that can be uh, one of the the blocks that we have, that we're just so living outside of ourselves and don't take time to go within or sit in stillness. It's almost like we're afraid of the silence or we get bored so easy. And sometimes with some of my clients, I talk about um, intentionally becoming bored and you can get so many insights from that. That is a brilliant thought because I know I have a teenager and she's so easily bored. <laughs> and I know for myself, I like a lot of stimulation too. So to really uh, tune in to that quiet, you know, they've done studies on people with like diseases and they send them in the forest for like a long period of time <laughs> and they heal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They actually heal by the quietness and the nature sounds and off the gadgets and, you know, their bodies know how to do this thing. So mm-hmm. we have way, you know, one of my favorite quotes by Dr. Carl Jung, he said, in every cosmos, there's chaos, but in every chaos, there's a secret order. And I love that quote because, you know, when we work with clients, we're trying to help them find that secret order, you know, of that way out of the struggle. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the processes I use with my clients is called the inner counselor, and it helps them move through to that opening, that new space in themselves, that new pattern, that they can then put in the front seat instead of the struggle bus, you know, mm-hmm. kind of running the show. You know, I trained with uh, Marcy Shymoff. She was a happiness expert and she did studied all over the world, studied happiness. And people who were happier were in that flow state more um, because they were doing what they loved, one, but they also were able, they just weren't in that internal struggle, you know, it just wasn't absorbing all their time and attention. Um, and that's just such a lovely thing. Mm-hmm. To know that they're there for us, you know? Yeah. I love that you mentioned the bus and the driver's seat. Cause I hear from so many different ways of 
understanding our internal world. And a lot of times there's a part of us that's in the driver's seat that maybe doesn't need to be there, you know? (laughs) So I think being able to find the, uh, the, um, you know, the most, uh, I don't want to say right, but the, the good part that can be the best uh, driver of your bus. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, I always talk to my clients about like, there's three, three major steps to becoming this more whole self. And we have to accept all the parts, right? And we know that like, you know, step one is like, I'll say to people, you know, what is standing in your way of success and joy? And then they'll think about it. You know, y'all can do this with me if you want people that are on the, on the podcast. And then people will think about it. Okay. Maybe I think it's this, maybe I think it's that. And then I always say, I want you to thank it. I want you to thank it for helping you survive. Because without acceptance and thanking it, right, and like really loving it up, it's not going to stop what it's been trying to do. It's been working as hard as it knows, you know, Mm -hmm. to help you survive. So like overeating or sabotaging yourself or not valuing the self, you know, all those things, they have been there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so I love that we can honor and accept those. And that's really step one of the recovery process is honoring what's really in our way because it's been there to help us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important in not seeing any parts as bad or negative, because if you either ignore them or uh, talk bad to them or, you know, in any other way, they can, they're not feeling heard and they just get stronger. And they get in your problem. way even more. That's right. With your resist persist, right? We've heard that one mm-hmm. many years. And they get all crunchy and feel neglected. And then they get louder, like you said, sometimes. Yeah. And then, you know, step two, after we honor them, you know, we have so much power within us. That's what's so cool. The power to transform, to heal our way to success, right? Um, step two, we really want to inquire, like, what is it that I really needed instead of what I got? So let's say I got a lot of anxiety, I got a lot of depression, I got a lot of self-sabotage or lack of value, but I really needed self-love or that deep knowing about myself that I can do what I set out to do, that empowerment, right? Um, Or that sense of being able to find peace within myself. Like that's what I really need, right? As opposed to something on the outside, like you said earlier, right? Yeah. Um, And then when we can find that real need, you know, step three is really how do we embody it? How do we become it? Mm-hmm. So when we embody it, the cells of our being are like, woohoo, get so excited. <laughs> yes. Because then we're becoming what we needed that we didn't get. And so this whole process is so beautiful, this unfolding of like, you know, honoring where you are, inquiring what you really need, and then becoming that need. And that makes a whole person. And mm-hmm. then we, the more whole we are, the more of us, there is to go around for success and joy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's a really cool thing what we do, you know, the mm-hmm. work we do. it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love this approach. And for people that are, um, well, when you work with people doing this, do you lead them through this three-step process? Are there things that you, um, you know, if someone wanted to do this at home and to maybe practice taking themselves through these steps, is it as easy as these steps that you outlined? Or are there anything that you can think of that uh, any tips to give them or things that might get in the way or anything that will be helpful if someone is wanting to walk themselves through this process? Absolutely. 
Well, the inner counsel process that I use is a 15-step process. So it's yeah. more complex, clearly, right? Yes. But these are the big strokes of that mm-hmm. process. So like, the you know, the honoring piece, let's say, a lot of people have resistance around that. You mm-hmm. know, they don't want to honor where they are. And so there's layers of survival that have laid on top of where they are. Admitting mm-hmm. where they are is painful. Yeah. And who wants to go there, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to move through those layers and there's a way to do that to help with the resistance so we can get to that. Um, and mm-hmm. we, we always start with inviting in your wiser self, your higher power, whatever you call that in spiritual psychology. Mm-hmm. We always start with that yeah. because that already opens up the energy, right? It's already like, oh, okay, I'm willing, I'm open, help me out here. Mm-hmm. Whatever you are, whatever this is, right? <laughs> and people call it tons of things. You know, I have people come in, they're like, oh, I'm not spiritual. I just wanted to come see you. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. But you have to be spiritual for this to work, right? Like, you know, some people are like, my grandma's here and she loves me so much. And, you know, that makes me want to cry saying that, but it's like, she's like, my grandma's here and she loves me so much. And so that makes me want to love myself more and yeah. value myself. And that love from their animal or their grandma, you know, it may be a spiritual figure. It may be a time, you know, a self-loving part of themselves, a nurturing parent-like part that comes in. Whatever that is, that starts the bus off in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we have an opening, and then we can go into the honoring piece. And then that second step, as you were saying, like, is it that easy? Right? Like, mm-hmm. when we inquire on the real need, sometimes we have to go back to an old memory. Yeah. Like, where did you not get what you needed and really understand and give that com- some compassion? You know, my teacher used to say, sometimes we have to regress to transcend it. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, you know? So like when we really regress into that memory, it's like, oh, that really hurt. But there's a gem in there. There's a gem. Mm-hmm. And so when that seven-year-old really needed peace and support instead of trauma and drama um, then we have a way to bring in the peace and support and into the nervous system. So it moves that brain right out of that fight and flight, freeze stuff, and into the frontal cortex, and it just opens the heart. Mm-hmm. So um, we use imagery and feelings and belief systems to do that in this process, which is really lovely for that yeah. sense. Yeah, I love that you mentioned about the regression. Like sometimes we do have to go back in order to move forward. And I think in our society today, it's all about just constantly moving forward no matter what and achieving and just going to the next step and getting better and better and better. And that's not how I think that's how a lot of things can get covered up or we don't take time to recognize the things that may be getting in our way. I know that um, just yesterday in my forest mind in my mastermind group, we were talking about something that was similar in sometimes when you change direction in business or in your life, or if you want to do something different or take a different path, it's not like you're just automatically on this other path further ahead than you were before. Sometimes you have to backtrack a little bit and get on the right path. Cause I use so many, just with my business, I love using metaphors about nature and the seasons and mountains. So even thinking about you, you're on a trail and when you're hiking, sometimes there can be many paths. Sometimes it's easy to get lost, but you may be going in this one direction. And then once you're, you realize like where you're going, it's like, well, I don't think I really want that anymore. And you can either keep going and end up somewhere where you don't want to be, or you can go back down the trail, maybe another mile and get on 
the the one that you're desiring to be on at this time in your life. And it can be really easy to beat yourself up like, oh, when this trail divided, I should have known, I should have went this other way. And here I've wasted all this time having to backtrack. But if you never do that, then you're just going to keep going on a path that you don't want to be on. So I don't know if that makes any sense or if it's confusing, but that's what pops into my head. Yeah. Absolutely. Your authenticity changes and you change, right? Mm -hmm. Hiring that, um, tracking yourself well enough to honor that change so that you feel more authentic. And I hear the empowerment piece in what you just said too, like empowering yourself enough to allow that flexibility, Mm -hmm. you know, flexible and fluid trees survive better than just really rigid and then they you know break around. Yeah. so it's like we need that flexible flowing nature more because when we get in those rigid rigid patterns mm-hmm. um you know i do think that we end up you know standing in our own way of mm-hmm. that growth process um, yeah i like that i like the angela the trail i use a lot of nature images too in my mm-hmm. book i guess you saw that uh, like because it, uh, we're like the seed and like we're moving into this, you know, the brightest, best, strongest tree to produce mm-hmm. the best fruits we can, you know, um, but we have it all in us. I mean, that's what spiritual psychology believes is that we have all we need within us. But it's like you said, it takes choices and choosing the best elements like, you know, trees have water and rain and then they have sun and then they have the soil. They have a lot of different elements that come together to create that growth, just mm-hmm. like we do. So, you know, I always give my clients this real needs chart, um, like what are those deeper real needs? Um, and those, those are really important, you know, because really tuning into that deeper real need that's the medicine for the other issue and, you know, embodying that, that's like, um, that's the becoming piece um, of the wholeness. And that's just really powerful to have know what that is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was so excited to have you on the podcast, because I do have that strong belief that we have everything that we need already within us. And in anything in life or in business, there's these, uh, you know, it can be easy to get into the trap of thinking, oh, I just need more information about this or more training on this, or I need to figure out this five-step process for this. And then you can go through all of that. And I think it is good to continue learning and training, but not feeling like you're not enough because you don't have every single training out there. You haven't spent enough time uh, doing that because you can cultivate a lot of that within you and use those external things to support almost as an addition to what is within you. I I totally agree with you. That's that that trusting the self and that inner self, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's spending time with it, developing a relationship with it, like you were saying earlier, is really cultivating that because those creative impulses and knowing and having the stuff out of the way enough to really hear those and follow those, you know, that's part of our destiny, mm-hmm. right? What are our creative impulses? You know, you want to do a podcast and that's your, you know, that was an impulse, I'm sure, that came from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I wanted to write a book. It came from somewhere, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so these trusting these creative impulses. Cause imagine if we got creative instead of stressed, I mean, how that changes the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with a lot of those creative impulses, people don't follow them because they, because I know I had the idea for a podcast long before I actually got the courage to do one because you have all of these things thinking like, Oh, I need to, to learn more or um, you know, 
are people going to like what I have to say? I mean, there are so many things that can stop you in your tracks. Um, Cause I know a lot of people have a book within them, but they're like, Oh, who am I to write a book? I don't know enough. Like who's going to want to listen to what I have to say, or I don't know how to write a book. It's going to take too long. You know, there's so many things that can stop us from following those creative um, hits that we get, but I think it's, it's good to, follow them before you feel like you're ready because they're coming from somewhere. Like you said, absolutely. You want to nurture the ones that feel most authentic, you know, and if I always say to my clients, they're like, how do I know? I get so many ideas, especially creative, <laughs> like, you know, you and I are mm-hmm. and so many ideas. And I'm like the ones that stick with you and they keep coming back, you know, pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. They will come back to you in dreams or through meditation or just through an aha, or like you're walking down the street and somebody will say something to you about it, a podcast or, you know, whatever, yeah. like it'll, it'll keep coming until you're like, Oh, you know, uh, we always get second, third, fourth chances if we miss it. Yes. I think that's perfect because you want to distinguish what's truly coming from within you versus the shiny object syndrome where it's like, yes, Oh, that looks yes. cool. Or exactly. someone else is doing this. Maybe I should yeah. do a podcast or maybe I should write a book or maybe <laughs> I should do this course or, and I think it is. And in order to uh, figure out what that is, you need to kind of tune out all of these, uh, like where the shiny objects are coming from. And that way, once you're quiet, you can have those aha moments in the shower, or you can go on a walk in nature. And I think when they keep coming back to you, these ideas, when you're in silence, that that's when you know that it's something that you might want to pursue. Your heart is talking to you. Mm-hmm. you know, remember the Campbell quote, the longest journey is from your head to your heart. You know, yeah. really listen to our heart, you know, and you just spoke of one of my subconscious survival traps and that's the bright, shiny object, never enough syndrome. <laughs> that's yes. one of the, that's one of the traps we get in, isn't it? In the external mm-hmm. focus of control. Um, I love that Carl Jung quote that says, uh, if we don't look within, we go without, right? So it's yeah. like, um, there's that bright, shiny object syndrome. I've been there. I've done that. And I've just, you know, I did a, I did an inner counselor myself one day. And it was so funny. The old image that came for that bright, shiny object syndrome for me was white loaf bread that I was just stuffing myself with things that really weren't nourishing me, mm-hmm. but I was just to do stuff, to just like stay busy. And it was like, oh my gosh. And it showed up as like a piece of white loaf bread. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, that is a hilarious image, you know, like that good old yes. bread or whatever. Uh-huh. And like the, the more nurturing image came and of course it was like something much more healthy that showed up for me that it was like that but those are the what you're saying about that is that more authentic calling and discerning that is like part of the journey mm-hmm. uh, becoming that's that step three right what's your real need and then what's going to be a win-win for you and the world you know yeah Exactly. Yeah. I know it's not as easy as this three-step process. Like you said, there's more like 15 steps, but I think it's uh, important for people to maybe start to recognize some of these things. And if you need support with it, you know, you can seek out a therapist that does this type of work that can help guide you through the process because it's uh, just because um, it sounds like, oh yeah, this makes total sense. It's not really easy to do when you're doing this work for yourself. It's an experiential journey and there's no way around it. It's not anything you can think yourself through. You mm-hmm. know, it's, you gotta have the experience, but it works. That's the cool news. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is it actually is a process that works. I mean, these yeah. Things- yeah. Well, I'm so excited for us for our next episode that, and we're going to be talking about the seven subconscious survival traps that are related to this. So, um, but as for today, are there any final thoughts that you want to say on this topic topic about healing your way to success before we end? Absolutely. If you're stuck in a pattern or anything that you feel like is just really getting in the way of success and joy. And one of my favorite quotes is by Amanda Gorman. She's that, that poet, you know, that's mm-hmm. so beautiful and young. And she says, um, there's always light if you are only brave enough to see it, if you are only brave enough to be it. And I was like, oh, that just makes me cry every time I hear it. It's just, uh, there's always a way through. And yeah, get support, pay attention, um, trust yourself, and just know that um, there's something trying to develop in you that really is going to really just be good for you and good for the world. So mm-hmm. I guess that's final thoughts on healing your way to success and joy, because if it's good for you, it's good for the world, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. wants you to be like, you know, on the suffer bus forever. Yes, absolutely. Um, if people want to find out more about you and your work and your book, like where can they go to do that? Yeah, my website has all of that, drshannonself.com. And then the, um, the book is on there, Grow Your Business by Growing You. And it's about how to shift those inner patterns um, for success and joy and going into your subconscious survival traps, finding out what yours is, and then moving out of those into a new you. So that's what it's about. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm excited for our next topic. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. For episode 63, I continue my conversation with Dr. Shannon South, where she covers the seven subconscious survival traps. If you haven't yet listened to episode 61, I urge you to do that. In that episode, I share some of the basic considerations for starting a podcast, as well as highlight some specific elements and resources. I'm truly grateful that you choose to join me here for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. For more inspiration and to see what I'm up to, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. If you're enjoying yourself here, please head over to Apple Podcast and hit those five stars and I'll be over the moon. And if you'd like to work with me, join me in Forest Mind, my cozy, small group mastermind for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. May the forest be with you.